the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We need to be careful about what we say, what we do, how we act, and how we react. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's Core Truth. So we're going to find our text in the Old Testament book of 2 Kings chapter 21. 2 Kings 21. I entitled this message, Discretion Needed. Now, maybe that's something that we're all in need of in the culture in which we live. And what is that? Discretion. Discretion is defined in the dictionary as having the freedom to make decisions while being careful about what decision you make. I wonder how careful we are about what we say and what we do. Because it's easy to say and to do things without really thinking about them or thinking of the possible repercussions or what effect it will have on us at a later date. Consider all the medicines that are out there. There seems to be a pill for everything under the sun. Pretty soon they're going to have a pill for walking the dog. People ask you, did you walk the dog? No, but I took my pill this morning for it. You know, I don't know. But have you ever noticed on every prescription drug, it comes with a disclaimer list. You know, uh, its discretion is advised if using this. Now, why, you know, do they do that? Because there can be serious side effects that are associated with certain medications. So pharmaceutical companies want to protect themselves. See, they attach warning labels to warn us of possible side effects. Consider some of these warnings. On children's cough medicine, it says this, do not take and drive or run machinery. Okay, so when's your five-year-old taking the car out for a family drive? Okay, okay, I don't know. On a bottle of joint medication, it says take two tablets every six hours for joint pain. Discontinue use if your eyes swell closed. Uh, Okay, so, hey, my elbow feels fine. I just can't see now. Okay, okay, that's a pretty bad trade-off, I think. Uh, Anyway, uh, listen to the side effects of this high blood pressure medicine. It says this drug may cause joint pain, nausea, headache, shortness of breath. You may also experience muscle aches, rapid heartbeat, and ringing in your ears. If you faint, call the doctor. You know, Doc, I was going to call you, but I'm sorry, I fainted, okay? I I was out for the count, okay? And and listen to the side effects of this asthma medicine. You may undergo disorientation, nausea, accompanied by migraine and raspy breathing. Leg cramps are to be expected. 
one knee buckler per day is normal. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm just reading the thing. Bowel movements may become frequent. If bowel movements become greater than 12 per hour, call your doctor. <laughs> it's 12 per hour? It's like, Doc, I was going to call you, but I couldn't get off the toilet. I mean, it's like, 12 per hour? Hey, listen, I'll take the asthma. I mean, come on, you know. Anyway, tonight, as we consider the topic of discretion here, it might be an area that we need to maybe implement or maybe implement a little bit more into our lives as Christians. For we need to be careful about what we say, what we do, how we act, and how we react. That's why we're going to look at a young man tonight who became the king of Israel. He was only 12 years old when his dad died and he took over. Now, he followed in the footsteps of his father, the king of Judah. Now, his dad was known and remembered as one of the most faithful and solid kings in the history of of Israel. His dad's name was Hezekiah. Listen to the legacy that's recorded in 2 Chronicles 31:20. It says, "And Hezekiah did what was good, what was right, and true before the Lord his God. And every work which he began in the service of the house of God, in law and in commandment, seeking his God, he did it all with his heart, and he prospered." Wow. What a great king he was for Israel. Understand, Hezekiah went down in history as a great king, yet his record was not spotless. We're told in 2 Kings 20 that he became deathly ill, and he was going to die. In fact, Isaiah the prophet came to him and said, get your house in order because you're going to die. And Hezekiah, he didn't want to hear that. He was like, I don't want to die. So he, he got on his face and, and the Bible says he prayed and he, and he begged God as he cried out that God would heal him. And the Lord, well, he heard his prayer. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you 15 more years. And all of a sudden, boom, he's healed and he's feeling good. Now grab onto this. You might not fully get this, but I, I just want you to try to grab this. Sometimes, Getting exactly what we want can be the worst thing that could ever happen to us. Now, now why is that? Because when we look at Hezekiah, there was two very significant things that happened in that extra 15 years that God had given him. Two things happened. Number one, he showed the treasury of the Lord to the leaders of Babylon. So, The leaders of Babylon came down and they said, oh, we heard you were sick. So sorry. Oh, but you're feeling better now. Yes, I'm feeling great. I feel awesome. Everything's great. Now, when Isaiah heard that the leaders of Babylon came down, Isaiah, the prophet, came to Hezekiah and he said, who are those people? He said, oh, it's a delegation that was sent from the king of Babylon. He goes, well, what what did you show them? I showed them everything. I walked into all the treasuries. I showed them all the gold and all the silver and all the precious jewels. And I showed them everything. There was nothing that I didn't show them. And God had blessed Israel. So the treasuries were deep and wide. They were big. 
And so Isaiah said, I can't believe you did that. And God gave Isaiah the prophet a word for the king. Because you showed this delegation from Babylon, they are going to come back and they are going to ransack Israel because they're going to go back and tell the king how much gold is here and they're going to come back and take it all. And that's exactly what happened. It didn't happen in his lifetime, but it happened. Okay, so that's one of the things that happened in those 15 years. And then the second thing that happened in those extra 15 years is Hezekiah had a son in that 15 years. His name was Manasseh. Now, having a son should be a time of great rejoicing. And it was for me. I was jumping up and down at the birth of my son because I had three daughters first. And, oh, I love my daughters. Oh, my goodness. Daddy's little girls, okay. But, you know, after you have three girls and you have a wife and your dog is a female dog, I mean, you know, you're, you're a little distorted because it's, it's Barbie dolls and pantyhose and curling irons and hairspray. And I just everything's just a little tweaked inside of you. You know, you get used to it and everything's like, oh, daddy. That's so pretty, and it's pink, and I, you know, and you just, you know, you you just get into it, so you kind of forget who you are, you know. And but then at the birth of my son, I'm like, yes, I am a man, you know. And my son was born in August, so his first Christmas, you know, four months later, I got him this awesome remote control dune buggy, man. The thing was just ripping, and my wife's like, that's not for him, that's for you. And I'm like, that's right. And everything from now on is going to be man stuff, you know. And so it was always an excuse to buy something cool because it's for my son, okay. And uh, so anyway, it was a blessing for me to have a son, but it wasn't a blessing for this boy. See, Hezekiah's son, he was a whole different story. Why? Because he became the most wicked king in Judah's history. If Hezekiah would have only just died when he was supposed to die then the treasury would never have been exposed to the people in Babylon. And this wicked son, Manasseh, he would have never been born. He should have just died when God wanted him to die. He would have went to heaven and he would have went down in history as like the best king ever. Maybe not as good as David, but close to it. Well, tonight we're going to consider three points in light of our title, Discretion Needed. Number one, forsaking truth. There's times that people forsake the truth and they embrace the lie. Number two, embracing everything under the sun. If it felt good, he did it. And number three, seeking forgiveness. Well, let's look at our first point, forsaking truth. As we look at the life of Manasseh, this young man who had zero, zippo, nada, any discretion at all. We'll read about him in 2 Kings chapter 21. We'll pick up in verse 1. It says, Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 55 years of misery. Oh, I'm sorry, I put the misery in there, in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hephzibah, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abominations of the nations whom the Lord cast out before the sons of Israel. For he rebuilt the high places, which were worshiping false gods, which Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. 
He erected altars for Baal and made an Asherah. The Asherah was a, a female deity, a sex goddess. It was an early you know, version of pornography today, as Ahab, king of Israel, had done. And he worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served them. That's all these false gods. Verse 4, then he built altars in the house of the Lord. So let's build them right in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, In Jerusalem I will put my name. For he built altars for all the host of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his son pass through the fire, practice witchcraft, use divination. And he dealt with mediums and spiritualists. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking the Lord to anger. Then he said, the carved image of Asherah, this is his naked sex goddess, that he had made in the house of which the Lord said to David and to his son Solomon, in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen from all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. This guy is a scumbag. At the highest level, notice his mother's name is Hephzibah. Now, her name means my delight is in her. That's what her name means. God used this type of terminology when he would speak about Israel, that his delight was in Israel. Listen to what the Bible says in Isaiah 62, verse 3. It says, you will also be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord, talking about Israel, and a royal diadem or crown in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said of you, forsaken, nor to your land will it any longer be said desolate, but you will be called my delight is in her. That's how God thinks about his chosen people. That's how God thinks about us. He delights in you. His thoughts towards you are blessing and good. That's what his thoughts are to each and every one of his sons and daughters. Yes, God looks at his people with such beauty He looks at us with such tenderness. He finds his delight in us. I think most parents do the same with their children, do they not? But that's not the case with Hephzibah. Manasseh was no delight at all, but rather he was a total reprobate, wild child to the 10th degree. And that proved to be the most wicked king that Judah has ever seen. So listen again to his life as we take heed to ourselves. For how we live today is how we're going to be remembered tomorrow. Just know that. What you do, how you carry yourself today is how you're going to be remembered. Now, Manasseh, he erected altars. He worshiped the false gods of all the wicked nations around them. Verse 6 says, he made his own son pass through the fire. What does that mean? It means that he was so deluded in his thinking that he even sacrificed his own son to these false gods. There was a false god of Moloch. They would put a fire all around him. He was made out of iron, and he had two arms that would stretch out like this, and the fires would get the thing so hot that the arms would be red hot, blazing just red hot, and people would lay babies on his arm and burn them to death. He sacrificed his own son. How deluded can you be to lay a baby on an altar like that? It's just wicked at a whole nother level. He practiced witchcraft. 
He set up images of this Asherah pornography in the temple of God. Understand, Asherah was this Canaanite goddess who is believed to be the mother of 70 false gods, including Baal himself. Yes, Manasseh was a real piece of work, to say the least. Some might ask, but what does he have to do with us in the 21st century? Okay, we're, you know, you're going back into this Old Testament book. I mean, you know, I've never even read Second Kings. What does it have to do with me? It has everything to do with you and me. Everything. Because here we are today. We need to make sure living in this wicked culture that we live in, that we have discretion. He had no discretion in his life. We need discretion in every decision that we make. Think about it. He was raised in a godly home. His dad was Hezekiah, one of the most godly kings that Israel ever had. He was raised in this home. He also lived in a nation whose God was the Lord. It was Israel. (laughs) God is the Lord. Okay, so so it's not much has changed today. For we're raised in America. Our nation was founded on the God of creation. That's why we're known as one nation under God. Yet we have done exactly what Israel did in Manasseh's time. Our country as a whole has left its first love. We no longer honor God. We no longer keep his commandments. I'm talking about just the United States in general. But rather now we idolize the desires of our own flesh, wealth, prosperity, and all the desires to have more and more and more. We also have embraced the killing of babies, just like Manasseh did. No, we don't offer them in a fire to a false god. We just put a tube in surgical instruments in a woman and suck them out of the woman's womb herself all in the name of the right of the woman while neglecting to defend the rights of that defenseless baby that's inside of her womb. Let's not forget, we have aborted since Roe versus Wade 61 million babies. So let me just paint a little picture for you of how many babies we have murdered, okay? Before I even say this, let me just, you know, go back to Roe versus Wade. America was sold a bill of goods. It's just cells. It's just tissue. It's just tissue. Well, do you know that that just tissue, you can detect a heartbeat in that just tissue at four and a half weeks? So about the time that the woman, I miss my period. About the time she realizes that I am pregnant and has a a week to like think about what am I going to do, that baby's heartbeat is already beating. It's already beating. So we've aborted 61 million babies And God is the one that created life. I was talking to a girl in the foyer, and she's like, well, I have an abortion. And it's like, hey, it wasn't time for me. It's like, it wasn't good to bring another life in. You know, all the little punchlines that everyone says. And it's like, well, hold on now. God says that he created us in our mother's wombs, that he has put us together, that he has put the bones together inside. And he says, before you had one day, while you were still being formed in your mother's womb, I knew all of your days. And my thoughts towards you are precious. Every single one of you, God created that life. And it's just like, look, I'm sorry that someone got in trouble, you know, and they were out having premarital sex or whatever. I'm sorry that that happened, but it's like, we can't just murder this baby because of that and then just walk away and think there's not going to be any guilt. Women face a tremendous amount of guilt. And let me tell you, if you 
are here today and you've had an abortion, I just want you to know that God loves you. I want you to know that he cares about you. And I want you to know that that baby is in heaven. He has taken that baby in heaven. And so one day, if you've repented of your sin, of what you've done, God will forgive you and you will see your baby again. That will happen. But let me just put this back into reality. 61 million babies. That's the entire population of California. The entire population, every single person living in California, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, and Nevada. That's how many states it takes to make 61 million. Okay, so so think about just wiping out every single person breathing in California, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Arizona. Don't think that the United States is going to face a horrendous judgment from God for killing all of those innocent babies. But again, the point here is obvious. Our society and culture is very similar to the one described here in 2 Kings 21. So we can't just discard this and say, oh, well, we would never do this or that. or No, no, no. We're already doing it here in America. And young Manasseh did everything in his power to destroy what his father had built up before him. He rebelled against that which was right. He gravitated to wickedness. Yes, without a doubt, it's safe to say that Manasseh needed discretion in his life as he used his own free will as king to make all of his really bad decisions. And it wasn't enough for Manasseh to embrace every form of wickedness known to man. He also wanted to take everyone else down the road with him. Know this. It's God's desire that humanity would follow after him, the Lord God. That's why God told his people through Moses what was right and what was wrong. That's why God has recorded it in his word. He's given it to us. It's called the Pentateuch. It's the first five books of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. This is what God has given to us. It's the Torah. It's the law of God. Again, the first five books. Now, the fifth book, Deuteronomy, of those books that are given to us, it includes, you know, 613 laws between all five books. It's not just the Ten Commandments. There's actually 613 laws. But there is an interesting chapter in chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. And it has a total of 68 verses in it. And the first 14 verses, oh, man, it's like what we love to hear, man. It's like, this is the greatest chapter ever. You start reading chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, and you're like, bring it on, Lord. Because it says, blessed are you that you'll be when you go out of your house. Blessed will you be in your field. Blessed will you be here. If you do what I've asked you to do, and you follow my commandments, and you walk in my past, everywhere you go will be blessed. Your animals will be blessed. Your fields will be blessed. Your house will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your grandchildren will be blessed. 14 verses of I'll bless you, I'll bless you, I'll bless you. And you're just like, bring it on. Let me soak in it, okay? Then you get to verse 15. And all of a sudden, we turn a radical corner. And he says, but if you don't do what I ask you to do, and you don't live by the way that I've asked you to live in my law, and you don't keep my commandments and my statutes, you don't do what I've asked you to do, then you'll be cursed where you go. You'll be cursed in your house. You'll be cursed in your field. You'll be cursed in your job. And he goes on for the next 54 verses of curse, curse, curse. You're like, oh my goodness. It's like, okay, you get into that chapter like, I need to go take a shower. 
Okay, it's just like, oh my goodness. Because God has given us what is right and what is wrong in his word. Now people will say, oh, Christianity, is just a bunch of rules and regulations. Hold on. Is it really just rules and regulations? Or is God trying to spare you the pain of living in an unrighteous way? So when he says, thou shall not steal, is that bad for you? Thou shall not steal. You don't like something, you can't go loot a store, and, and you can't just go rip off your neighbor. Why? So that you won't go to jail. So your life won't be misery. The Bible says, if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. God wants us to be productive in our lives. God says, thou shall not commit adultery. Okay, why? Because when the other person finds out, they'll come and kill you. Okay, it's like you're sleeping with some guy's wife, the other guy finds out, he'll come and kill you. It happens all the time. It's like God is trying to spare us misery and wants us to live uprightly before him. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Core Truth is sponsored by and is a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA, all one word, to 77977. You can also give via our app and online at corechurchla.org. Or you can mail your support to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.